We have learned the first four of the categories of Trefa, Drusa, Nekuva, Chaseira, and Netula. The Rambam now continues with the fifth category, which is Psuka, the broken spinal cord. Halacha Aleph, Psuka Ketzad, what is the rule concerning Psuka, concerning the interrupted or broken or split spinal column? Chuta Shedra, the spinal cord, Shenifsak Ha'oyer Ha'choyfes Ha'moyach Trefa, the spinal cord is made in such a way that there's a tough outer membrane like a pipe and inside there's a sort of a marrow, a softer material inside it. If the uh, if the outer membrane, the skin like that surrounds the inner marrow was broken, the animal is trefa. Uvilvad but only if the majority of the circumference was interrupted, was split or broken. It has to be broken, that is, crosswise, in the, across the width, and it has to be interrupted or broken so that the majority of the circumference is interrupted. But if it was split lengthwise, so that this uh, lengthwise split can go even all the way up and down the spinal cord, but in no place does it cover the circumference or a majority of the circumference, or if only a hole was made in the in the uh, covering of the spinal cord, muteris, then it remains kosher. And so also, we learned the same rule concerning the windpipe. That uh, in the windpipe, we said that if it was broken, if it was uh, cut uh, along its width, so that the majority of it was uh, cut into or interrupted, then it's, to, uh, it's actually nevela. But if less than the majority, even if it was split lengthwise all the way up and down, or if it was punctured by only a small hole, it was kosher. So also, if the spine was broken, that is, the bones of the spine were broken, but the spinal cord, the cord that's inside, that runs down the middle of the bones, uh, was not broken, was not interrupted. Or the marrow that's inside had become softened had, uh, by some sort of a blow or pressure on the spinal cord until it's moving around. It's no longer fixed in place. It's moving around inside the cord. The cord. But since the skin, the covering around the cord is still whole, it's kosher. But if the marrow inside, the material inside the spinal cord became softened until it pours like a liquid, or like a, a melted ice, a, a melted frost, made to the extent that the cord is no longer stiff. If you would, if, when you remove the cord from the spine, if you hold it up, it doesn't stand in an erect position. 
This is But if it's still stiff enough to stand, but it's, let's say, in a behemoth, it's very large and very heavy, and it's because of the weight that it's collapsing, then it's doubtful whether this is kosher or treifa. Halacha gimel ad heichan chut hashedra. What are the limits of the spinal cord? The spinal cord, after all, goes starts all the way up at the bottom of the brain and goes all the way down to the tail. So, what are the limits of the spinal cord in which it is subject to the treifa of psuka? Chilase mi bachutz we learned previously that as the brain emerges from the bottom of the skull and comes into the neck, there are at that place on, at the bottom of the skull, at its opening, there are two little projections on the skull like little peas. That's a, <coughs> and that uh, distinguishes between the head and the neck. Outside the two P's that uh, mark the start of the neck, until the end of the second bone of the pelvis, which he will explain in the next halacha. The place where there is nothing left, and, and there are no more bones left except the third bone of the pelvis. The bone, the last bone before the beginning of the tail. So uh, up to the beginning of that bone, or actually up to the end of the second bone is where the spinal cord extends to. Below that, even though there's a spinal cord, it's not subject to the trefa. There are three sets of bones. Uh, the spine itself is made of a number of bones, many bones or it's a row of bones that interlock one into the other. And they have like a lock so that the spine can curve, the spine can bend. It's not one long bone that would keep the animal's back stiff. The spine is able to bend. But underneath this set of bones, there are then... The, these, these sets are called chulias. They are the links, like links in a chain. Underneath these, there are three fixed bones... And and these three fixed bones, the spinal cord continues through them also, and to the bottom of the second of these bones, it's subject to trefa. The hashedra This previous rule that the we, we the uh, spinal cord continues subject to trefa down to below the second uh, pelvic bone is in the case of a behemoth, which has these pelvic bones, but v'chut ha-shedra how far down does the spinal cord extend in a bird and still be subject to psuka ad bein until between the wings. But where the spinal cord has now extended lower than these places, that is lower than the second pelvic bone in a behemoth, or lower than between the wings in a bird, 
we don't pay any attention to the spinal cord that extends down into this place. It doesn't matter whether the uh, uh, covering of the spinal cord in this place it was uh, completely severed or whether the marrow, the soft material inside had become uh, softened, uh, even more had become melted. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's still kosher. Halacha hey, we now continue with the next uh, category of trefa, which is krua, torn. Keitzad, what is the rule of torn, of krua? Bosar hachoyfe esroiv hakeris, vehu hamokim min abetan shem yikoreya yeitzei hakeris. The bosa, the flesh that covers the majority of the of the keris, the keris is the uh, large first stomach, and by the flesh that covers it, we mean the place in the abdomen, any of the meat of the abdomen, where if you were to cut it open, the stomach, the large first stomach, would emerge from the body. Is in If this flesh was torn or cut, Trefa, then the animal is trefa. Even though it wasn't cut all the way in, it wasn't cut and torn all the way through, so that the keris, the stomach, is not actually exposed. But if the majority of the thickness of this meat was was uh, cut, or little, or this, uh, or it was removed, it was cut away. Trefa. And how large does the tear or cut have to be? The arkoi oirech tefach. In its length, it has to be a handbreadth long. And if it was a small animal in which a tefach is a large portion of the of the abdominal wall. And in this small animal, uh, the majority of the uh, abdominal wall of the of the tissue that covers the first stomach was torn. Even though it's not a tefach long, trefa. It's trefa hoil v'nikra rubasins. The majority was uh, torn so that in the thickness it has to be the majority of the thickness of the abdominal wall and in the length it has to be the smaller of a tefach or the majority of the length of the abdominal wall that covers the first stomach The previous halacha discusses a <coughs> tear or cut into the abdominal wall in which nothing has actually been removed from the abdominal wall. Halacha vav, nikdar habaser hazeh, but if some of this meat was cut away, that is an opening, a window was cut into it, eagle, a circular, or a long cut in which something was removed, the amount that was removed was more than the size of a sela. A sela is, is a certain coin. That is, its diameter is large enough 
that three date seeds, three date pits that are aligned one next to the other uh, can be inserted into the hole even if you have to squeeze to get it in this is treifa why? because if such a circle if it were to be pulled out into a very thin line it would come to be a tefach that is the circumference if it were pulled out would be a tefach or actually half the circumference would be a tefach if you pull if you pull it out until the circle out until it becomes a very very long ellipse it would be a tefach halocha zayin behema in which uh, the skin was removed Kuloi, the whole skin, regardless of whether it was torn off by hand, artificially, or the animal had a sickness, a disease, that caused the skin to fall off, and the muscles underneath the flesh is, is there without skin covering it. This is trefa. And this is what's called an animal that was skinned or peeled. Uh, but if there was left, if the entire skin wasn't removed, there was left from the uh, skin uh, the width of a cell of a certain coin uh, somewhere on the uh, along the entire length of the of the shedra of the spine, uh, covering the spine, there was skin the width of the diameter of a cell al-hatabur, and there was at least uh, the width of a uh, cella covering the navel, uh, covering the belly, v'roiv cella al-roshay evoreho, and at least uh, a cella's worth at the uh, end of the limbs, harezu muteres, then it remains kosher. V'yinitl k'roich of cella mi'al kol but if it was if it was removed so that there's no longer a cella with uh, covering the entire spine, or from the or it was removed this much was removed from the belly, or this was was removed from the belly, or this much was removed from the ends of the limbs. Ushar kol kayam, even if all the rest, and then all the rest of the skin was left, and only these places were removed, harezu suffik, then it's doubtful whether it's kosher. Ve'yiroi li, and the Rambam says, in his opinion, shematirim oisa, that it's kosher, because these parts are only for the minimum. If there was no skin left but these parts, then it's enough to make it kosher. But if these parts are exposed, but all the rest of the skin is, is present, the Rambam feels that it should not become treifa. And now, halachiches, we come to the seventh simon of... Uh, of trefo, the seventh category of trefo, which is nefula, an animal which fell. Nefula, keitzad. What is the rule concerning an animal that fell? If the animal fell 
from a high place which was uh, at least ten handbreadths high from the place onto which it fell, or yeser, or more than that, and one of its uh, organs uh, became shooken up, shaken up. This is trefa. What does it mean, shaking up of a... Uh, Organ. How much does the organ have to be shaken up? That the uh, organ becomes loose and moves about. And this organ becomes diseased because of the animal had fallen. And it becomes diseased to the extent that its normal appearance and shape uh, has been destroyed. And even though the organ has not been punctured and not been split and not been broken, nevertheless the animal is treifor if some change in, in, in the appearance of the organ took place because it was shaken up after the animal fell. And so also, not only if the animal fell, but if the impact was caused by something else, the animal was hit with a stone or with a stick. And one of its uh, it organs was uh, shaken about. It becomes treifer. And which organs do we mean in all of these cases? The internal organs, the organs that are inside the body. The Ravid here points out that even one of the organs which if it were completely removed from the body, the animal would be kosher, would remain kosher. An organ that's not subject to the treifa of nitula, if it were removed, it would be kosher. Nevertheless, if the organ were shaken about until it became diseased and its appearance changed, it is subject to the treifa of nefula. Halochetes, behema shenofla minagag, uh, behemoth that fell off the roof. If afterwards it got up and walked, we're not worried, we don't pay any attention to it, that it might have be nefula. That is, once we saw the animal recover from its fall and get up and walk, we no longer need to examine the internal organs to see if anything happened to it. If it got up but was unable to walk, then we do have to examine the internal organs because we do suspect that the animal is nefula. But if it walked, we don't suspect this. Uh, this is uh, not uh, this halacha is not present in uh, some of the versions of the Rambam. If the animal jumped by itself, it didn't fall, but it jumped on purpose, we don't pay any attention to this. If he left the animal up in a high place, and he found it down in a low, in a low place, we do not uh, have to examine it for suspicion that maybe it had fallen. If we didn't see it fall, we assume that somebody took it down, or it walked down, or climbed down. We don't have to suspect that it fell. Halacha yud, zcharim hamenagchim male animals which fight, and they gore each other, they, they run into each other. Ein 
we don't worry about this, that maybe they impacted each other with such a, a strength, with such a force, that they caused uh, the internal organs to be shaken about, because this is the normal thing that uh, during the mating season, the male animals fight with each other. But if they fell to the ground while fighting, then we do have to examine them because the impact of hitting the ground may cause them to be nefula. If we see an animal dragging its foot, we don't have to examine it to see maybe the internal organs were shaken about. We don't have to examine the spine to see if the covering of the spinal cord was severed. Thieves who are steel sheep and they toss them out behind the stall, that is, they climb into the, to where the stalls are, and they lift them up out of the stalls and, and toss them out outside of the uh, stalls where their uh, accomplices are there ready to collect them. We are not worried... That, and then we can, somebody comes along and the Ganovim, the thieves ran away and we find these uh, sheep that had been thrown out from the stall. We do not uh, have to examine them. We don't have to worry that uh, the impact of falling caused their uh, organs to be, uh, to be disturbed. Because the thieves are stealing the sheep not with the intent of injuring them. They're stealing them with the intent of, of uh, slaughtering them or selling them. And therefore, the uh, thieves are careful uh, and they uh, throw them in such a way that, uh, that uh, no injury will happen to them. But if the uh, thieves returned the uh, sheep and they threw them back into the stall, because of a fright. In other words, they heard someone coming, so they quickly threw the sheep back into the stall and ran away. Then we, uh, uh, since now throwing them back, their only thought is to escape, so uh, they're not careful about how they throw them, and we have to examine them to see whether the internal organs were disturbed. But if they returned the the sheep back into the stall, not because they're running away, but because they did tshuva, because, then we don't have to worry about them, we don't have to examine the internal organs, because uh, since they're do, the thieves are doing tshuva, so they are careful, uh, they pay attention to return them into the stall in one piece, whole, the and they will be careful uh, when they throw them in. An ox which was thrown down to the floor in order to shecht it. Even though it fell very hard uh, so that it made a big noise, uh, when they threw it down, we don't worry about it. Because since he didn't fall suddenly, he saw 
uh, it coming. He saw it uh, that he's about to be thrown down. He knows Tsiparnov. He sticks his uh, the front of his hooves into the uh, ground. Umeshazek. And he holds himself back, until he falls to the ground. That is, uh, since the animal was thrown on purpose in this manner, and the animal is already standing on the ground, he wasn't thrown or, or fallen from a height, he's standing on the ground, and he was merely tripped so that he falls down. So he supports himself with his hooves, and he falls gently. Even if it made a big noise, it's kosher. Halacha yud gimel. If someone struck the behema on its head, and he hit over its head, but the place where the stick struck the animal continued down towards the tail, that is, he hit with a long stick, so that the stick struck, struck the animal from above the head and continuing down towards the tail, or he hit it from the tail end and the force of the blow continued up towards the head. And even if he hit it with a stick that impacted against the full length of the spine, we're not worried about that. Because... Uh, uh, a stick that hits along the spine doesn't hit with enough force to cause the internal organs to be disturbed. But if the stick was made, not one long stick, but it was made of pieces put together, so that uh, this now gives the force of the blow distributed over small areas rather than over one large area, then it's necessary to examine the internal organs. And if the end of the stick only touched a small part of the spinal cord, of, of the spine, then then we have to examine the internal organs. And so also if the stick hit the uh, the spine crosswise rather than lengthwise, then also you have to inspect it. Because in all these cases, the uh, force of the blow is delivered over a small area rather than a large area, and therefore there may be sufficient force in one place to cause the internal organs to be disturbed. Halochi yudalid. Oif shenechbat al kosha, a bird that uh, struck itself uh, again, something hard, like a pile of uh, wheat, or against a basket of, of uh, almonds, something like this. We have to inspect it to see if the internal organs were disturbed. But if it hit itself against something soft, like a, a, a folded up... Uh, Garments, or straw, or afer, or ashes, something like that, which will absorb the blow. Then we don't have to inspect it. If its uh, wings became uh, connected one to the other, uh, uh, with a, a glue, with some gluey material, uh, at the time when it was uh, caught, and uh, it uh, hit itself 
or because the wings were no longer functioning, it hit itself, or if it was caught by one wing and it flapped about and hit itself, we don't worry about it because there's not enough force now for it to injure itself. But if it was caught by two, both wings, and then the whole body uh, what moved about in force, so uh, and uh, struck itself then we have to examine the internal organs if it struck uh, the surface of the water if afterwards it was able to swim against the current uh, a length which is uh, equal to the height, the entire, to the full height of the bird, if it swam such a length against the current after it fell on the water, then this is the same as if an animal had fallen and then it got up and walked, and we don't have to worry about inspecting the organs. But if it swam, with the current, then we, this is not a proof that it didn't injure itself, we have to examine the internal organs, because if it's swimming with the current, maybe it's not actually able to swim, it's the current that's moving it. But if we see straw, stubble, some other object that is floating on the water, and the a bird is swimming faster, then it's swimming by itself, uh, not with the current, because it's going faster than objects, than, than inanimate objects that are going with the current. And we don't have to pay any attention to examine it. Everywhere in these halachas, where we said we don't pay any attention to it, you don't have to examine the internal organs. You are permitted to shecht it immediately. You don't have to wait to see if if uh, if it's been injured. Or you don't have to examine the internal organs to see whether they were disturbed. And every place where we said we do have to pay attention, we do have to examine it in Shachta if he if you shecht this animal you have to examine the entire internal cavity from the top of the head all the way down to the feet or to the thighs if you find any one of the trefas that we have enumerated till now or one, any one of the uh, internal organs was disturbed and its appearance changed this is and even if the disturbance took place in one of the internal organs uh, you remember that I had already pointed this out one of the internal organs which if it were completely removed the animal would be kosher you're going such as, for instance, the spleen or the kidneys. It's nevertheless trefa if it was disturbed by the fall. Except for the womb, if the womb was uh, disturbed, even if the womb was uh, 
disturbed to the extent that its uh, appearance, its shape and its appearance changed because of this, it's still kosher. Halacha yudches. Vahasimonim. The simonim, that is the trachea, and the esophagus do not have to be uh, examined in the case where the animal fell. Because uh, these are connected at both ends and the uh, falling does not cause them to be softened or to be squeezed or disturbed. If it fell from a height, it fell from the roof and didn't stand up at all. We learned before that uh, in Halacha test that if it fell and it got up and walked, it doesn't need to be examined at all. If it fell and it got up but couldn't walk, it needs to be examined. Here in Halacha Yud test he says if it fell from the roof, from a height that is, and it couldn't stand up at all, also, you're not allowed to shecht it. You can't shecht it and then examine it. You can't shecht it all. Until it survives from this fall 24 hours. And if he shechted during this time, it's even if we didn't find any change in the internal organs. And after 24 hours, when he shechts it, then he has to examine it, as we already stated uh, previously. Uh, the, the kind of examination that, that's required. An animal that uh, struck a bird with its leg, or it was struck by an animal, or it was uh, thrown with force against the wall. It didn't fall, that is, vertically, but horizontally. It, it was struck with force against the wall. And it's shuddering. You have to wait first 24 hours. And only then can you shecht it and examine it according to the system that we already uh, illustrated, that we already, already spoke about. If the simonim, the conel and the veshet, the esophagus and the trachea, became loose, they were removed from their normal place, that is not during shechita. If they were removed from their normal place during the shechita, this is ikar, which is one of the things that makes it nevela. But here we're talking that they came out from their normal place uh, because of some mishap. Rubam, if the majority of their length was removed from its normal place, treifa, the animal is treifa. And even if it wasn't due to a fall, but due to some other accident. And so also if they became loose to the extent that they were folded up on themselves, back and forth, they weren't a straight line. They are also, uh, it's also treifa shareyeinam ruyim l'shchita, because you can no longer perform shchita on them. Aval in Nisparik, Roiv Tarbitz Haveshet Min Halechi. Tarbitz Haveshet, you remember, is the upper part of the esophagus where it uh, is no longer kosher for Shechita. And, and this upper part of the uh, esophagus, the Tarbitz Haveshet, is connected to the lower jaw if it was uh, disconnected from the lower jaw. Hadezu 
if, if the majority of it was, even if the majority of it was disconnected from the jaw, harezu muteres. This is still kosher. Because the tarbuts have veishet is not a place which is fit for shechita. Kemoisha beyarnu, as we have already said in the first parak in halach above, that the tarbuts have veishet is above the place where it's fit for shechita. So there, even if it was torn off from the place where it's connected to the upper jaw, to, to, to the lower jaw. And even if the majority of it was torn away from it, it's still kosher. As long as the place uh, below the Tarbet Saveshet, the part of the esophagus which is kosher for Shechita, it still remains uh, in its proper place. The uh, cutting away, the tearing away of the uh, Tarbet Saveshet, of the uh, part of the esophagus at the top from the lower jaw, of course remains kosher, only if the Tarbet Saveshet was not punctured, if the Tarbet Saveshet were punctured, if it were removed and some hole were made in it uh, during this removal, then of course uh, that uh, is one of the trefas, which we learned that the Tarbet Saveshet is one of the organs that's subject to becoming trefa by a puncture wound. Uh, so it means that it had been removed but still remained intact. The, the Tarbet Saveshet itself was in one piece. 